Hello and welcome to the Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mike DeLuke, and it's my mission to help you lead a happier, healthier, and more prosperous life, both personally and professionally. Hello and welcome to this episode of Motivational Mondays. Today's topic is such an important one, and it's titled The Impact of Stress and What You Can Do About It. Let's face it, we all experience stress. It's inevitable and essentially unavoidable. Whether it's our jobs, money, family issues, sick loved ones, or a myriad of other factors, stress seems to be lurking around every corner of our lives. In fact, according to the American Institute of Stress, in 2022, 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. And 48% of people have trouble sleeping because of stress. There are three main types of stress that may occur in our lives each and every day. The first one is acute stress, which is a result of a brief event, such as a heated argument, maybe getting stuck in traffic. Number two is acute episodic, which is brought about by frequent acute events like daily stress at the office. And number three, chronic stress, stress, which is due to persistent events like unemployment from losing your job, physical or mental abuse, substance abuse, chronic health problems, or chronic family conflict. All stressful events trigger the hypothalamus to initiate a fight or flight response, whereby the autonomic nervous system is activated to release corticotropin, which signals to the adrenal glands to release epinephrine or adrenaline into the bloodstream. This initiates a cascade of events associated with the activation of our sympathetic nervous system. When you think about this physiologic response from an evolutionary perspective, it makes sense. In prehistoric times, we needed this rapid response to quickly escape a dangerous situation or to fight off a predator, hence the term fight or flight. But when the stress continues, the adrenal glands begin to release cortisol, which stimulates the release of glucose into the blood and increases the brain's use of glucose for energy. It also downregulates hormones to turn off certain systems in the body to allow the body to focus on the stress response. These systems include digestion, reproduction, and growth. And the hormones don't return to normal levels until the stress passes. If the stress doesn't pass, the nervous system continues to trigger these physical reactions that can eventually lead to inflammation and cell damage. Cortisol also favors the accumulation of fat in the belly area, known as central adiposity. It's, this is associated with insulin resistance and an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and certain cancers. In addition, it lowers the level of a hormone called leptin, which promotes satiety, while increasing levels of the hormone ghrelin, which increases appetite. So you're increasing appetite and suppressing the ability to feel full, undoubtedly leading to overeating. All of this tends to, increase, tends to lead to an increased risk of significant health problems, including digestive issues, weight gain, elevated blood pressure, chest pain, heart disease, decreased immunity, skin conditions, muscular pain, including headaches, back pain and neck pain, sleep disruption, insomnia, infertility, anxiety, and depression. So you're probably thinking, okay, great, Mike. Uh, now, now you're telling me I've got to stress about being so stressed. 
And that's not very motivational, uh, but while that's one way to look at it, I prefer to approach it from a bit of a different perspective. Instead, let the knowledge of what stress is doing on a physiologic level be a wake-up call to let you know that no matter how well you think you're dealing with your stress, it is taking a toll on you and your health in one way or another. In addition, let it motivate you to do a better job managing that stress. Our jobs are stressful. We have so much coming at us each and every day. Trust me, I understand this very well. As someone who built my own practice from scratch and ran it for almost 20 years, I know the challenges we face each and every day. And I've experienced stress at both ends of the spectrum, from having no patients and no money coming in when I started my practice to having lots of patients and lots of money coming in in the later years of my practice. But both extremes present their own unique challenges. And with those challenges comes, of course, stress. So what do you do about it? Well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you can eliminate stress from your life because let's face it, that's probably unrealistic. I'm also not going to sit here and tell you that I was perfect at managing my stress or imperfect now because I certainly wasn't and am not. But I can tell you what has been scientifically proven to decrease the impact of the stress that we inevitably face on our bodies and our minds. Number one, eat a healthy diet. A balanced diet can support a healthy immune system and the repair of damaged cells, as well as provide the extra energy needed to cope with stressful events. A study published in Nutrients in 2018 found that certain foods like vegetables and polyunsaturated fats, including omega-3 fats, may help regulate cortisol levels. You can also consider meal planning to have meals set ahead of time. I know that really helped me a lot during some of my most stressful times. Number two, exercise regularly. Physical activity will help to lower your blood pressure and stress hormones. I find that people tend to decrease their exercise when they're the most stressed or overwhelmed, which is the exact opposite of what you want to do. Now, you may have to decrease the duration or intensity of your workouts if you're shorter on time, but make sure you are exercising at least three to four times per week. On a personal note, I can honestly say that exercise has helped me stay sane, and I don't know where I'd be today without it. It was my time to blow off steam and refocus on the challenges ahead. Pra you can also practice meditation or deep breathing techniques. When we're stressed, our respiratory rate increases and our breathing becomes more shallow. This decreases oxygen to the brain and potentially causes us to make less rational decisions. So as challenging as it may be, when you feel that stress level starting to creep up and rise, take some slow deep breaths to activate your parasympathetic nervous system reduce muscular tension, lower the heart rate, and calm your mind. I found what works best for me is something called box breathing, which you may have heard of, which is where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold for four seconds. Many athletes actually use this technique. It's great because you can really do it anywhere and anytime without anybody knowing. Um, Example of what I used to do in the clinic. You know, we wore headsets in the practice, so uh, I'd have that on. And sometimes, you know, TC's calling for you for a consult, and maybe your D-bond conferences, your assistant's calling for your D-bond conference. Uh, you've got chaos in the clinic around you, patients everywhere going on, maybe a parent talking to you, and you're just trying to D-bond the patient or put some brackets on. I found that if I just sat there, and I, I run hot as it is, I mean, I, I run and go at a fast pace. So for me, I could start to literally feel the sweat beating on my neck and just, you know, the, 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 my blood pressure rising. And I would just focus, and no one knew I did it. I had my mask on. I would just sit there, 
and I would just go through the box breathing. So let's just try it together. Remember, it's gonna be in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. Ready? And that's all it is. Do a few cycles of that throughout the day and trust me, you will feel so much better. A study published in Current Opinion in Psychology in 2019 reported that meditation as well may actually lengthen or prevent the shortening of protein telomeres by reducing anxiety, chronic stress, and cortisol levels. Telomeres generally shrink in length with age and those experiencing chronic stress accelerate this. This can lead to the death of cells and inflammation, which is associated with an increased risk of age-related dementia and cardiovascular disease. Again, breathing is so important, whether it just be routine thing like box breathing during the day to calm yourself down a little bit or deeper meditation events that you can do in your own private personal time to help gain and regain focus. The fourth thing you want to do is to strive to achieve work-life balance. Studies show that a periodic escape from the pressures of work can do wonders to reduce stress, increase productivity, and decrease the risk of physical and mental illnesses that are associated with workplace burnout. And this can be big breaks, like maybe taking a vacation, or even little breaks, just like designated catch-up time that you schedule throughout your day. Talking about vacations, you want to try to schedule them strategically throughout the year to give you planned breaks at times when you historically need it most. You know, I felt pressure, and maybe some of you can relate to this, early in my career to not take time off during the weeks of the kids' school break. Those are very busy weeks in orthodontic practice, uh, and I also felt the same thing during the summer. So school break weeks during the school year and summer was hard for me to break free and set up time to get away. But around five years into practice, thankfully my wife had uh, convinced me that I needed to start to set aside time to take off during those weeks to be with my family. And guess what happened? Not only did it give me something to look forward to during the stressful times or leading into those stressful times in the practice, but my practice continued to grow and thrive despite being closed those weeks. And while you don't wanna necessarily wait until just having a few weeks a year to de-stress because that leads to too much accumulated stress before and after those time periods, it's really important that you build in little tricks into your schedule to try to get those little things done that can turn into big things if they're not addressed every single day. Whether that's a call to a colleague or a parent uh, to discuss a patient case, maybe checking in with a team member around something, or just writing charts and returning emails, having that set aside uninterrupted time each and every day can be invaluable to minimize the feeling that your list of to-dos is growing to the point that you can't do any of it. I actually found that scheduling 30 extra minutes for lunch was a huge help in this regard. And again, as I said, we wore earpieces. I would tell my team, I would go on my walkie and say, I'm unavailable for until whatever time it was. And that was my time. My team knew unless it was an emergency, you didn't reach out to me because I was in my office and I needed to focus on the task at hand in order to get some caught up on some of those things that I used to let escalate and build and then had to deal with at night. Fifth thing you can do is schedule fun activities or hobbies at least once a week. I mean, whether it's reading, listening to or playing music, getting a massage, golfing, going for a walk or a hike, cooking a favorite recipe, studies show that pleasurable activities 
decrease your stress levels and increase neurotransmitters in the bloodstream like dopamine and endorphins. Number six, and this is a big one, get your sleep. Stress impacts sleep in a number of ways. For example, it delays the onset of sleep and causes interruptive sleep, interrupted sleep throughout the night, which prevents you from entering into those deeper stages of REM sleep uh, that you need for your body to repair and regenerate tissue, strengthen, strengthen the health of the immune system, and improve mood regulation and memory. Stress also prevents you from getting to bed on time as you end up staying up late trying to get as much done as possible to minimize the stress you'll have to endure the following day. Truth be told, this was my biggest weakness when I was practicing full-time. During some of the most stressful times of my practice career, I would only get four to five hours of sleep a night. Funny thing is I thought I was pulling it off. I thought I was doing okay and I'd be fine because I did so many of the other things on the stress-reducing list we're talking about that I could get away with it. But looking back, I was only fooling myself and it was having a profound impact on my health, my mental state, my relationships, and my practice. And I didn't realize it until I finally started to get more sleep and I began to notice, as did others, the difference in how I felt and how I acted. So while I know and can relate to the fact that it's not easy to get seven or eight hours of sleep, trying to get seven or eight hours of sleep a night is essential. Your body, your team, and your family will thank you. Take it from someone who knows. In addition, make sure to stop working on your computer or phone at least 30 minutes or longer before bedtime as the blue light on the computer or phone screen disrupts sleep patterns. And if you are doing your work on your computer in the evenings, be sure to turn on the nightlight function to, to minimize the amount of blue light that comes through the screen. Lastly, if you wake up in the middle of the night, please do not check your phone unless it is an absolute emergency. The seventh and last way to help deal with the stress is to seek mental health counseling and other social support if needed. If you're really struggling with stress and anxiety, it can lead to severe clinical depression. Don't be ashamed of talking to a professional if you're feeling out of control and need help. Times are tough. It is very stressful. We have so much coming at us each and every day. And we all go through times when we need some help controlling our emotions. Seeking help from a professional when you don't have the answers yourself is a sign of strength, not weakness. So as I said, while we can't eliminate all of our stress, we can work to more effectively manage our stress and take steps to minimize the impact that stress has on our physical and mental health and well-being. It'll make you happier, healthier, and more productive. You'll be a better doctor, leader, spouse, parent, and friend. And chances are, you'll also be around a lot longer to enjoy all the things that you're working so hard to achieve. Have a great day, everybody, and remember, you have been blessed with the ability to do amazing things. Thank you for watching this episode of the Doc Podcast. Be sure to visit theorthocoach.com to get access to CE courses or schedule a private one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. And remember to join the Doc community on Locals for more great content designed to help you succeed both personally and professionally. Just go to Locals and search for the Doc community. You can also find Doc on Instagram at at the ortho coach. And remember, you have the power to do amazing things.